self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i don't have anything funny to say this week so i'm just calamity red all right uh we are conversation <laughs> con artists back for another fantastic episode i gotta bring some up to you red okay you know what we were supposed to be doing what was we yesterday supposed to be doing? for real what we were supposed to be live streaming <laughs> on the 22nd shit but we didn't live stream on the 22nd i forgot i know <laughs> i did too i wasn't even supposed to be in town i had made some last minute plans but i end up being in town but we did not do the stream we are going to have to communicate with our collaborators again <laughs> namely colin i guess yeah he's the one that and anybody else who wants to be involved let's figure out how to do this what do you think about doing it the day during the week uh we could there's a but like wednesday i couldn't do it because i don't get home at like nine o'clock at night because i have to go to Inslee. but any other day i would just think you know to avoid people that got plans i mean just a regular day yeah i don't know I'm, I'm, we can have to ask some people yeah but yeah it, it slipped our minds it really did I... so i apologize for that but um you can find me mr on point at uh, instagram and i'm losing my damn thoughts <laughs> instagram and twitter at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and i can be found at red underscore calamity also we're still doing a list later portion of the show so if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show you can send it into our gmail account which is conversation con artists at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation con artists and send it in that way and i can be found on twitter but i am shit at responding so because i did not respond <laughs> I did get a tweet from, um, is it Sparky Lene? I think that's her, at Sparky Lene. Um, she said, listening to the latest episode, and apparently the police do need a warrant to search crime scenes. Only exception is if the items are in plain view. Um, and that was in response to our conversation last week about whether or not the police, um, my, my confusion at them having to go back and get a warrant to search the victims uh apartment in that case where the police officer shot the ma- the black guy in his own apartment because she had the wrong fucking door so they say um so thank you for that sparky lene i hope i'm saying that right if i'm not girl i'm sorry <laughs> that's what it looks like to me um also we didn't get like a letter this week but i forgot we didn't mention anything about going to six flags okay we we went to Six Flags we did. like two weekends ago, and I woke up sick. Actually, I, that's why I was sick. <laughs> it was last weekend before last. Fifteenth. The fifteenth. That's why I was sick on the show because I woke up <laughs> and felt like shit. Because apparently I'm old now. Going to Six Flags at this age and sweating and riding rides is like not conducive to good health. Ah. I- Riding one of the rides because my struggle was I could could barely ride shit. <laughs> I, I rode like two and a half rides maybe uh, because I guess I guess my height come from the area between my thighs and my hips. <laughs> so on most rides I couldn't sit like I couldn't even sit down because oh, my yeah. knees were pressed up against the front. Yeah, 
Then I'm a big guy, so the rest of them. And it's not that I'm big. I'm not jello big. No. I'm solid big. He, yeah, to yourself. Like, if you poke my stomach, your finger is at risk for problems. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, because I'm solid. And yeah. so it was people that look bigger than me getting on, but they kind of look jello-y. <laughs> so they couldn't press a lot of the machine down onto my body. Yes. Too. And they were, like, trying. They were, The girl was like, do you mind if I press this with all my force? <laughs> I was like, no. And then she did it with all her force. And and I was like, that wasn't enough force. But I just couldn't get on the ride. Yeah. You know, they didn't want to take chances. You know, they didn't want the machine to pop Hell open with no. your boy on it. And like a lot of them rides, it would have been bad. <laughs> like all them loops are going upside down. And but shit, I can't like... ride the Ninja, which is now called the Blue Wave. Oh, yes. Blue Hawk. Blue Hawk. Yes. But when I we rode, went into Georgia, by the way, because sometimes I think people don't know where our show. We're in Alabama, so we went to the Georgia Six, Six Flags, Flags over Georgia, Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got on the Ninja, and this is where I saw saw my age. And I remember riding this before, and I've never felt this, but I felt like that shit recalibrated my left and right. <laughs> I felt like when I was trying to go right, I was going left, and when I was going, left, I was like, "What is what is this ride done to me? When this shit gonna fix?" <laughs> For like five minutes, I was like. Step walking like a damn penguin trying to get my shit together. I don't know. <sighs> like them heels, the walking. So I'm obviously ridiculously out of shape at this point. I had started like kind of going back and exercising, then I was like, fuck that and stop doing it. And so there are a lot of incline. They're not like heel heels. And I, I I don't I feel like it's worse because they're not heel heel. They're like these like real steep inclines. To get to certain areas of the park. And my calf muscles was like, bitch, are you crazy? Why are you doing this? What's the matter with you? Oh, my God, it was so... And my legs were sore for a couple of days because I don't exercise. And so, meanwhile, Cole Jackson went with us. And this thing is just like, la, 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 la. <laughs> he been working out, eating vegetables, <laughs> denying so- himself the glory of meat. <laughs> So we in the back, like dying, and he like way up ahead, like la la la. And he's like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize you guys had gotten so far behind he, me." He just trucking. He <laughs> was going. going. I was about to die. <laughs> I wasn't about to die, but I, I knew, I know I'm out of shape. <laughs> we got to a hill, and I just had to run up it. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> I couldn't walk. I was like, "No, walking is too slow." Like I feel like you got to exert more energy walking up a steep hill than running up a steep hill for some reason, because the momentum, <laughs> the momentum that you have running upward, even though you're going against gravity, it, it's less energy you got to exert once you got the momentum. Oh, because you get through it faster. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you walk, did. I was like, "Hell no, I'm gonna <laughs> run up this hill," and this is like at the peak of tiredness. <laughs> it was because this is like toward the end of the day when we had like my biggest thing with Six Flags. And any amusement park, like, it's so much walking. Like, it was, like, two miles from the fucking parking lot to even get into the damn thing. Um, So that kind of sucked, all the walking. But the rides were cool, but I just, that G-force of, like, getting in a loop where it push you back in the seat, oh, my God, it was so painful. Like, and the fucking Goliath. You thought you were finna die, didn't you? Cold. Yeah, I was like shell shot when I got off of that one. Cause Cole was like, "Oh, let's go ride it again." I was thinking, "You go ride it again." I'm not getting on. I I have a one ride quota for the Goliath. When I went last year, I rode that shit one time. This year, I rode that shit. I can't ride this shit more than once. 
it has one of the steepest drops um in the park it has the steepest drop on a roller coaster the uh acrophobia i think has a bigger drop but it's just up and straight it's down drop, yeah. the uh it's probably the daredevil with the next steepest drop yeah and then the goliath i feel like goliath is even the daredevil the real thing with that is because it's it's a complete vertical on a roller coaster which is a most of the time roller coaster it goes down and it like swoop this just straight fucking down I think the Goliath got the Daredevil beat as far as like that first drop. Like the drop is so big, you run out of scream. Like if you ever been on a roller coaster, you start screaming, and you know by the time you hit it, you still got scream, so you know, and and you're good. When nothing coming out by the time we got to the bottom of that that first drop, and and we're going up into the next one, I was just mouth just open, no scream because my voice was gone. Because <laughs> it's such a deep, deep drop. Uh, was not trying to do that shit again. Uh, the 3D ride was cool, but the first screen was out both times we rode that shit, and yeah. that kind of sucked. Um, and they never fixed it. I don't know if they ever got around no. to it. And a lot of the rides were closed. So here's the thing. It was Honda Day. My mom works for Honda. They Honda buys out the park every year, and they give the their employees $10 tickets, which is way, way better than what it is to go on a normal day. Because the ticket includes they have like a um pavilion that they and they feed you and it comes with a drink ticket um just for ten dollars so i feel like when the company buy out the part they just be like okay you know just kind of half-assing it because there was a lot of stuff that wasn't open or they would close it down for like no reason at all and by the time we got ready to um to get on it the shit would be closed like we didn't get to ride a lot of stuff just because they, it was close. Like they used this day for training purposes. Yep. Because we kept kept seeing these black uniforms walking by, and it was hot as fuck, like head to toe black. And <laughs> like, I was what like, "What the fuck, y'all got this black on?" I was for? like, "I believe they training. They look like they don't know where the fuck they at." No, they was they were just like during the headlight search situation, following our like they 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 all look like they training. I think they knew people, but it's a good day to train because it's not gonna be as many people as a regular day in the park because it, again, it's only the Honda employees and their families. And, I wonder um, how many organizations do shit like this, where they close down the park on a certain day for? I don't know for the loop, but I, I you know, I I don't know how it impacted Red and Cole Jackson, but like they got a full dose of like my worst case scenario thinking. Jesus, all day long, all day, and he had a vendetta against fucking Bugs Bunny the entire so. If you've never been to Six Flags, you know, uh, Disney World got Mickey them. Six Flags utilizes Looney Tunes a lot. So they had Sylvester the Cat, they had Tweety Bird, they had, um, they had Bugs. And I feel like there was like one more. But anyway, but they had them dancing. And <laughs> on Listen. point, had so much shit to talk about Bugs. Bugs wasn't doing nothing but minding his business and dancing, doing the shoot dance. Listen, y'all can sit here and, and <laughs> let Bugs Bunny fucking tango your ass and cha-cha slide your ass into thinking <laughs> that he worth a damn. But Bugs Bunny ain't shit. Ain't never been shit. He ain't done nothing but orchestrated murders, <laughs> killed, shot people. Being racist. <laughs> First of all, nobody dies in Looney Tunes. They all, like, he shot people. He didn't kill them. 
Yes, he did. Who did he kill? I tried to show you the video. You didn't want to see it. Bugs Bunny was doing a whole little orchestra thing, and a dude in the audience kept coughing. <laughs> and Bugs Bunny started again, and then he started coughing again. <laughs> and then Bugs Bunny stood up, pulled a pistol out of his pocket, <laughs> shot the dude, and then pure silence. That ain't murder. He probably they probably just took it after he got shot. They had to take him out. They couldn't leave him there. He didn't die. Nobody died on Looney Tunes. Motherfuckers was getting hit with anvils and shit. They didn't die on Looney Tunes. They died off the scenes. They died off the damn picture. That man was murdered by Bugs Bunny. Okay, and I said that he orchestrated motherfuckers to be shot in the face. That's what he did. To Daffy Duck, every chance he got with Elmer Fudd, was an it's asshole. Bunny rabbit season, duck honey season, uh, duck, rabbit honey season. Daffy was trying to get him shot then in the he face. Flipped he flipped the shit around. Then Buzz Bunny will say rabbit honey season, and then Daffy Duck will say duck honey season. And Elmer Fudd say, "Oh, boom, shoot him in the face." Daffy was stupid. There's <laughs> a lot of stupid people that's been killed by psychopaths. He wasn't killed. They just. Knocked his mouth. His well, if this was reality, he'll he'll be dead. He was trying to get bugs killed he, by saying it was bug uh bunny rabbit season. He if, because if if um, Elmer had believed him, then bugs would have got shot. That's There's the difference between him. a psychopath arguing with a stupid person. Like he's the murder. Like Bugs Bunny is the problem. I don't care. Go look at Looney Tunes. Bugs Bunny ain't never been worth a damn. He ain't nothing but facetious, condescending, manipulative, and he all do it with a smile and a carrot. And y'all motherfuckers think Bugs Bunny is shit. He ain't shit. Every time we saw Bugs, this is what we had to hear. And every time we got on a ride, if he wasn't riding, he would just be on the sidelines talking about some survive. Yeah, survive. Thumbs up, survive. no, that's not what you say to somebody when they get on a, ride, a roller coaster. Like, first of all, I don't have nothing to do with my survival. If these folks didn't buckle this shit in right, I'm going to die. Ain't nothing I could do. I, <laughs> once you are on a roller coaster that has not been secured properly, it ain't nothing you're going to be able to do to save yourself, I just don't feel. We was on the Blue <laughs> we was on the blue Hawk, and I was next to this dude, apparently, that got diabetes. He said, I got the sugars. <laughs> He said, I need, he said, I need a piece of candy. <laughs> like, when we got off, but, like, oh, at the yeah. beginning of the ride, when we heard a noise, I was like, if your car make that noise, it ain't good. He was like, Scared oh, Lord, don't say that. Dude. Don't say that. Oh, yeah, Lord, Jesus. so scared. I was like, everybody don't know your worst case scenario, have an ass. Don't do that to him. <laughs> I was like, we either alive or we dead together. That's We here now. That ain't confident. That's not confident at all. I want to be alive. We lived. What? We lived though. We did, but in that moment, it could have went either way. <laughs> we, we didn't know, but it was cool. Like my mom said, they actually looking at going doing white water next year instead of six flags. I wouldn't fuck with water. I ain't really no walk around wet all fucking day person to be honest. like I'm natural, so my hat on really. First of all, I feel me. like I would just sit in a pool for like six hours. Like I just sit on the corner of a pool for six whole ass hours. <laughs> um. But imagine how many people peeing in that water. Okay, now we're not and now, going. Imagine how many people zits popping in that water. Imagine how many Stop. farts is this, coming out of that water. Imagine what? how many nasty ass people ain't take a bath for three days before they came to white water because they were like, well, we going to white water. I guess I'll just get my bath in that motherfucker. And this is what we mean by and chlorine is supposed scenario. to be. Chlorine is supposed to be what helped that. <sighs> That's gross. Okay, so now know. no white water, but I don't like water. Um, except when I'm bathing <laughs> and drinking it. This is, just, this is a quick. This has nothing to do with what we talking about, but talk about my hair getting wet. So it was 
like it had started raining very lightly and I had you know I was gonna get ready to go to my car and I didn't and because I was like oh I ain't gonna go out there in this shit and my coworker was like oh you're natural just go on out there first of all let me explain them to you yes my hair getting wet is not gonna do the same shit it does to somebody with a perm but my hair getting wet is still gonna get fucking frizzy bitch I don't want my hair to get frizzy like it ain't immune to like the the same bullshit your hair is not immune to just because I'm natural like if I go out there right now I'm gonna come back in here like a cotton ball it's gonna take all the definition away I'm not trying to do that yeah but she I don't think has ever been natural so she was just like oh yeah it'll be fine now chemical free don't mean like the elements don't impact your hair yeah like it still get frizzy if it gets wet it's gonna frizz up because it's frizzy when I wash it like my hair has a natural curl pattern but the definition to it and why it clumps together comes from the shit I put on it. If I just wash my hair and, like, go outside, it's cur- frizzy curls is <laughs> what it is. So, I know I ain't even just walk the fuck outside. Is you crazy in the rain? No, ma'am. Just for anybody who's not natural, you, we our hair still get frizzy, you know. It's not going to poof up like y'all's, but it get frizzy. And I ain't trying to do that shit because I wear my hair for a week before I wash it. So, just going to be out here frizzy-headed to the next saturday or sunday but anyway if you have a question i was just gonna say oh. shout out to cole jackson man i appreciate you for joining yeah us. he appreciate he you red for inviting me no problem uh, even though i couldn't ride shit <laughs> uh the chicken sandwiches were good surprisingly because last year i feel like it wasn't that the i will never ever again buy a fucking green apple icy don't know why you niggas so at when we got ready to go so cole was like cole was so set on getting this frozen power egg that we got last year when we went and it was good it really was but again a lot of this shit was closed because i feel like they was like well it's just this this you know this one company event we we you know whatever so it was the place that that, that sold the frozen power egg was closed and so let's say get let's say that he could not be comforted no from this fact he was so upset about that because he was so excited i didn't even know he was this excited about going to get this frozen power but apparently he was so i went in a different line because i wanted a funnel cake and i was going to use my drink ticket so they went over to where they had other frozen drinks not the frozen power so um i get my funnel cake for free i, I don't still don't understand how the hell that happened but whatever um and they have these like light green drinks and start drinking them and making the sour face and it was like what are y'all drinking and it was a what sour apple green green sour apple. green apple i guess icy no why would you even get that listen because i like sour green apple everything not There's when nothing. you're hot listen <laughs> what you mean when i'm hot it's an icy but it's, it's ice is in the word yeah, but you don't want to drink. You didn't end up drink finishing it because of how sour it was. But see, this is the thing. Green apple shit is never as sour as the sourest green apple. It never is. They never get that right. They never know how to make. So I like green apple fucking everything. I like the green apple Laffy Taffy's. I like the green apple uh, Jolly Ranchers. I like the green apple flavored sh- everything. Green apple flavored snow cones. Like, they, they ain't sour. They just... They're mostly sweet with a hint of little sourness that they tried to add. These hoes <laughs> were sour. I don't know how they even did. 
I, I'm really starting to feel like it was like chemical, chemically induced sour. <laughs> like it's a reaction to your taste buds that make it feel so, like that's how sour it was. I couldn't finish it. I don't even remember what I got. Just a, some kind of. If drink. you really like sour and you fool with sour, try that green flavor <laughs> of icy. But I suggest you try a little bit of it first before you dedicate your whole drink to it. <laughs> now, what I was going to do is I was going to try a little bit first, see how it tastes, and then if I like to get it, if I didn't. But it was like a, it was a Six Flags Icy Machine warrior out there just staring at us like, <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> get what you say. Get just get one. <laughs> and I was gonna get watermelon. And Cole Jackson looked at me like I was the coon of the year. You should have let him shave you. Both of y'all ended up with a drink you didn't like because of him. He might have liked it. He drank it all. I don't know. Cole is cheap, and so he didn't like it, but he bought it, so he drank it. <laughs> I don't think he liked it. He I might have like, liked it. I feel like he said he didn't when you were saying how I don't sour think he it did. was. I think he. I think he affirmed that it was as sour as I was saying it was, but I don't think he said that he didn't like it. I would have got the watermelon, nigga. Did you like it or not, Cole? I know. Let us know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, so I went to get, they gave us drink tickets, so I was going to use my drink ticket, but I was like, I want a funnel cake. You know, you, funnel cakes are fair foods, and so it's hard to get them outside of places like Six Flags, unless you make them yourself, so. Went up to the window. I was like, hey, I'm going to get a funnel cake, but I'm also going to use my drink ticket. And he's like, okay. So he scanned the drink ticket, and and I was like, okay, so how much is it? He was like, oh, no, it was on the ticket. The ticket was just for a drink. It was not on the ticket. But you know what? I was like, okay. That boy's going to quit. <laughs> going to quit today. Because <laughs> it was going to be like, I can't eat $9 for that fucking thing. So I was like, I'll keep these $9. Thanks, player. Uh, but yeah, I just remember that we never. I said we were gonna say something about Six Flags, and then we completely didn't. So that was our Six Flags trip. Uh, like I said, my mom said so she doesn't know if they're gonna do Six Flags again, but she said that last year and they did. So <laughs> I don't know, because um, they definitely ain't gonna be able to afford to like shut down Disney World. You imagine how much that? Would, I wonder what the difference in price is to like buy Disney World for a day as opposed to buying out Six Flags. <laughs> Like great value versus the name <laughs> brand. I bought some great value chili. Chili. It's like dog. It's what I imagine dog food tastes like. I ain't never ate no dog food, but if I had to imagine a taste for dog food, it's that chili. So upset because I couldn't find a Campbell's chili. They have like Roadhouse chili, and it's so good. They didn't have it, and then Great Value was sitting right there, and it was only ninety-eight cents. And so I was like, okay, cool. Let me get this Great Value dog food disgusting it was so gross it was so nasty such a mistake can't get great value everything why would you what do you eat great value that you like the potato chips <laughs> i mean they fucking potato chips <laughs> um what else do i get that's great value i don't know i know when i was in college i made the mistake again great value syrup that is the most liquidy syrup <laughs> like water tastes like so you know syrup ain't number like just brown sugar i know but like it's usually thick it this is not thick this is like pouring water on I a just, waffle i feel like with everything that you buy great value <laughs> i just do not like walmart i really think that they bullshit like great value meat i feel like when they go to the cow factory <laughs> or the farm i said cow factory, cow factory. maybe they go to a cow factory. maybe they found somewhere that manufacture cows for the low 
But I feel like it's they, a meat processing center is probably where they would go, <laughs> not to like the farm. Farms send their shit. No, I'm saying I feel like if if they're GMOs, I feel like there's GM animals hell. <laughs> I feel like they go to a fucking cloning plant. And they get them shits at 25% off. Or they just go to the farm and be like, where are your special needs cows? Where are your cows with no legs? Where are your cows with Down syndrome? And how much discount can we get for those? And is there any research that indicates they are lesser quality than the cows that we get, you know, the regular that cows that are not? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we lose a little bit of meat. On the legs being gone, but it's worth the discount. And I feel like that's how they make their shit. For the potato chips, I feel like they get the they get the worst potatoes. I feel like they go to the farmer that got kicked out of the farmers association <laughs> because he was also having sex with the animals. Oh God! No, so so he grow potatoes and they go to him and be like, "Listen, man, we know you got kicked out of the shits, okay? But we support." Local farmers who have <laughs> questionable ethical practices by buying their shit at a 70% off <laughs> discount. Now, that will keep your farm running. That'll keep you with a nice car. Let's do this. I feel like everything with Walmart, I try to figure out. Like, I don't know if you've ever brought great value bread. Mm-hmm. That shit start to mold fast. It does. Fast as hell. It does. It's poorly processed. Not enough time is put into it. They don't uh, process all the grain enough, and there you get bread that air can penetrate very easily. Hence, bacteria can penetrate very easily. Hence, it starts to mo- like I just don't think they put that much energy into their shit. No, and that chili is, is disgusting, like dog food. Yes, yeah. don't buy but, great value shit. Yeah, or just buy the great value shit that you stick. To. I mean, come on, man. Lay's is thirty more goddamn cents. Then the great value brand. No, it's well more than that. Cause Lay's chips are like two fifty a bag, and you can get great value for like a dollar fifty. For a bigger bag? No, the Lay's regular bag is two fifty. A dollar still <laughs> ain't worth them. The um, chips taste fine. They taste like chips. They taste like regular chips. They taste like chips, but the farmer <laughs> probably Jesus. had cow grease on his hands from <laughs> slapping the cow on the ass. God. If y'all have questions <laughs> that you would like for us to answer on the show that don't have anything to do with bestiality, you can send it into our you Gmail account. You said bestiality. <laughs> That's what you said that he was having sex with the animals. That's I did, but you introduced the term that encompasses a whole genre of inappropriate watching. You did that. But if he's having sex with animals, that's what it is. He's he's engaging in bestiality. That's what not it if, is. Not if you don't know that people do that. Who don't know at this point that people that that people do that? It's a I don't crime. know. Everybody everybody didn't find their mama special sex. Um, I would have known what it was it. anyway without that. I just wouldn't have known at that age. It's just I would have been older before I found out what bestiality is. I'm just saying. Anyhow, I didn't introduce the term. I'm trying to be better it. about talking about porn-related stuff. You did that. I did not. You said the farmer was having sex with a cow. I introduced the term. I talked about a farmer that had unethical practices. <laughs> By having sex with a cow. And I said animals. Animals, whatever. Not necessarily exclusively cows. It could be goats. It could be chickens. It could be pigs. 
I don't know. Maybe even fish. Conversation Current Artist at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Conversation Current Artist, and send it to us that way. Um. Okay, so I didn't mention this when we were talking about what we were going to talk about, but a 13-year-old boy with severe dairy allergy passes away after classmate put cheese down his shirt. And this is what I ho- I just I don't need a kid with an allergy like this because I'm gonna go and fuck up the child who decided to throw cheese. What the fuck are you throwing cheese for, my nigga? Like, really? They didn't even throw the cheese. They did throw the cheese. They didn't throw the cheese. Ain't no way in hell you can throw a piece of cheese and get it down somebody's shirt. Well, they okay. You shouldn't be putting cheese in people's clothing. Whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna be upset. Uh, this is in the United Kingdom. Uh, he had a severe dairy allergy, passed away after he was chased down the hallway by a classmate who was holding cheese, who then proceeded to put it down his shirt. Um, this name, Karambir Chima, Harambe? known as Karan, not Harambe, Karanbeer. Karanbeer Chima, also known as Karan. 13, had the allergic reaction back in June 17th at his school when paramedics arrived on the scene. Karan was unconscious and was taken to the local hospital. He never regained consciousness and sadly passed away two weeks later. The 13-year-old boy who put the cheese down his shirt was arrested on suspicions of attempted murder but hasn't been charged. That's fucked up. That is so fucked up. Because... uh, if you know that somebody has an allergy to something and you knowingly go and do it, that is fucking murder. Do they? Did they know he had an allergy? Yeah, that's what. Who? Why else would you be running chasing somebody down with cheese? Like bullies are not out here chasing. He had to have known that he would have been scared of the cheese <laughs> for him to do that. That ain't no regular like. <laughs> we're gonna fuck with Koran today. Let's get some cheese. Like they had to have known. <laughs> because otherwise, if it had been me. I'd have just stood there like, bitch, what you doing with this cheese? Like, it wouldn't have been, you're not going to chase me with cheese. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I'm well, no, nah, I wouldn't eat it because I don't know where his hands be. Well, I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't do cheese. But I, I don't have, it's not severe. I, I could touch cheese. I can't ingest it. He apparently had it severe enough where he could not be around any dairy products at all. So, no, that kid knew what the fuck he was doing. Because the, the the mere fact that he was chasing him with it lets me know that you knew that this was some shit he shouldn't be around. Otherwise, or, you wouldn't have been chasing that, him. Or that he knew that he didn't need to be around cheese, and he ran like shit. I just, what are the odds? Like, that's just not something that somebody would do. You what, just has not- somebody cha- what has somebody chased you with that was stupid before? Usually when people, like, I used to be afraid of spiders, so somebody chased me down with a spider because they knew I was scared of it. (laughs) Who the fuck held a spider and ran with it after you? Who the fuck is this fearless motherfucker? (laughs) Who is that? Was that a kid? It was a kid. I was a kid. Was it like a daddy long leg? That ain't a spider. It wasn't a daddy. It was a spider, like a, one of them little, the little jumping spiders that be outside because it was outside. Is that person still alive? I think, yeah, pretty sure. They might be dead. (laughs) They take unnecessary risks. But anytime somebody chased me with something, it was because they knew it was something I would be afraid of. Like, I don't, I don't, because I ain't going to run otherwise. You're not going to chase me with no cheese. Like I said, 
if I'm not allergic like him and I'm not to cheese and you come running up with some fucking cheese, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm Why are you playing Steve. with your food? I'm running, Steve. Why are you going to run? What are you running for? Because that cheese might have AIDS on it. What he running after me with the cheese for? That's it's not how AIDS work. <laughs> There's plenty of shit that could be on cheese. <laughs> I've used AIDS as a very extreme example to represent the problem that could be with something That's that you, you as an adult. With. A 13 year old is not going to run from no cheese thinking that it's disease or whatever, unless they have an allergy. Like a normal 13 year old would have been like, get the fuck out of here, Timmy, with this cheese. Like, what you doing? Stop playing like, with your food. To me, it's about the aggression. Like if somebody was chasing me with a piece of cheese. But it wouldn't be a chase is what I'm saying. If you come running up to me and I see it's just cheese in your hand, I'm not even going to take off running so it ain't going to be no chase. Because I'm going to, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why you got this cheese in my face? I'm going to slap your ass with a piece of cheese now. <laughs> and then we going to fight. That's what's going to happen. But I'm not going to run because you had cheese after me. The fuck I look like running from cheese for no reason. This kid had a, he. this was a life or death situation for him. But for me, I just look stupid running from somebody with cheese in their hand. I didn't even do that. You slap me with some cheese, I'm kicking your ass. Well, I'm going to try very hard to. I might not succeed, but you going to know don't come up to Jen with no fucking cheese. He had to have known that kid had an allergy to it. Because I just don't do feel like... Do we know what happened to the kid that did it? Nothing. They said that he... um. They arrested him on suspicion of attempted murder, but they never charged him. And it's coming back up again because he was never charged. It was last June, twenty seventeen. He still ain't ain't shit happened to that kid that chased him with the cheese. Nigga lived the cheese again. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but I just kids, man. These oh, Jesus, don't let me, I because I don't know as a parent finding out that some little fucker purposefully made my child have a deadly allergic reaction to some shit that completely could have been avoided i'm gonna probably kick maybe not the kids ass but they parents somebody gonna catch these hands like you raised this little fucking terrorist and so therefore somebody gotta pay my child is dead now for some bullshit you know how hard we didn't work to not have no dairy shit in our house you know how many times I done came up here to the school at the beginning of the school year, in the middle of the school year, at the end of the school year, saying, remember, Timmy can't have no cheese, no dairy, no nut, no milk. He can't even touch it. He's just a severe, like, I done did everything on my part as a parent. Then your little fuckwad of a kid come in here chasing somebody down with some fucking cheese. Huh. I just don't, hopefully I would never have to endure that because I can't imagine how his parents felt like, huh. Died behind some cheese. That is a very severe re reaction where you could like have something touch you that you were to good. Jesus. How is he even alive? Who? Him. What do you mean how is he alive? You just avoid dairy. I'm saying, how are people being born today that can die from cheese touching their arm? <laughs> like, I would think that shit phased out. <laughs> shit with that severe... I, why we that still shit got, we, we still got allergies and shit. I be fucked up every morning now, every time the season changes. But you shit. ain't gonna die. You just I mean, uncomfortable. Die, but I'm saying, like, I mean, clearly, if you snort a, snort a line of grass, you're gonna be. 
You might die, <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise you'll be okay. You don't gotta take medicine. You just but I'm just saying things like that haven't phased out in all of the years that we've been around these same plants and shit. Like human beings have been around. We started out in woods and shit around this shit, and we still have allergies to this day. Like that ain't phased out. What I'm saying, the severity of it. You know, I'm, if you if you can go back yeah, in time, all, that's that is rare. Like lactose intolerance is very common, but a uh, reaction that that is that se- severe, I, I think that's, that's what, pretty I, rare. It is rare, but I'm saying like I thought it'd be more rare than that. Like I mean, clearly we ain't hearing that much death mm-hmm. by dairy shit going on. <laughs> But you know there are people saying? who are that allergic to peanuts that can't touch them. There are people who get will have a reaction if they ingest them. But there are also people that can't even touch peanuts. If Peanut you go oil. back to the caveman days, it was tribes of motherfuckers that lived in a cave. Mm-hmm. And if you went in there and threw a piece of cheese in there, all of their ass was going to die. First of all, when did the creation of cheese happen? They probably didn't have cheese then. Well, or milk. That what I was, they had to have milk. Why they had to have milk? Because they knew that humans fed children milk, and they knew that animals fed other animals milk. I guess the question would be: Did they? Did they? No, you could cross the milks up. Yeah, did they do that? <laughs> did they? You know, use any animals' milk back then? But I'm just using this as an example to go back. You know, people that had really severe, you know, allergies in terms of nature. If grass blew their way, they all died out, and the people who <laughs> could survive with that shit lived. So I mean, I'm inclined to believe that somebody like him. I guess his genetic DNA was pulled from like gen- long generations ago. <laughs> you know, cause like the way I the way our DNA work in a simple way is that when you have a child, your DNA random select from shit that's existed through your entire family lineage, mm-hmm. and it's a high percent chance if you got a whole bunch of family members that's allergic to shit that your child gonna be allergic. But also, if there's a very, very low percent chance that 30 generations ago, niggas used to die from cheese, (laughs) (laughs) he could have that too. So I just imagine that just came from a long, long, long... But had that kid sat the fuck down, it's not hard, because I avoid dairy, obviously, it's not the touching of it, but I have lactose intolerance, so I don't drink animal milk. I drink almond milk, soy milk, or I drink lactate, which has the lactose... You've never even had it. I don't know why you hate on it so much. It tastes like milk. Anyhow, it doesn't have lactates in it, which is what uh, creates issues for me. So he could have lived his whole life and been completely fine. His wife, whoever he married, would have just had to be like, baby, can't even have the cheese in the house, man, because I might rub up against it. (laughs) No cheese, no milk, no ice cream, no yogurt, nothing dairy, because he can't even touch it. He would have lived. It just he would have had to live very carefully, like going out to restaurants. I ain't saying that he would have died eventually from <laughs> cheese or dairy. I'm just saying, like, man, it's just odd for people today to have such severe allergies that something that touches them will kill them. That's like reverse superpower. But you know, it's like people that are have an allergy to water. Very rare, again, but they, they can't have no. It got to be some in the water. Nope, it's an allergy to water. Look it up. I forgot what it's called. Allergy to water. I didn't put a G in it. But Google got me. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have a name? Aquagenic urticaria. It's very rare. Inaccurately called water allergy are similar to all other types of physical hives. That might be something different. 
Yeah, they no, they break out when they take like taking baths, touching water breaks them out. I don't know. I gotta do more research on this shit. I'm gonna leave this tab up because <laughs> I just how can you be allergic to something you made seventy fucking percent of? I don't know because even rainwater because you know I watch all these weird ass shows. <laughs> um, I can't. It wasn't my strange addiction because this wouldn't be an addiction. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, even rainwater, which is not gonna have contain shit. That I mean, other no, than it coming through the do contain a lot of bullshit. Well, because rainwater, I mean, is it essentially evaporates everything from down here and it come back down? It ain't got no filtering process like uh, our shit. So like rain in certain areas, especially heavily polluted areas, can have very problematic. I you forgot know, where this little girl lived, but I like her you, taking baths, yeah, she you would get, get like a, the, a best filter that filters out everything. Pour it on her ass. <laughs> What's gonna happen? Like, I just, I, I feel like know. it's more impurities in water or the minerals because our water have mineral deposits. Maybe it's some mineral minerals or something. I don't still, know. but that's still, if all water has that, you allergic to water. <laughs> Not water is water is H two O. I don't think nobody is allergic to H two O at the rawest form of what water is H two O. But it got all these other elements in it. I mean. You got to find out what the hell she allergic to. She just had to like, she didn't take baths often. Um, and it had, it was, I don't, I don't remember. She can't drink Kool-Aid. <laughs> like is Kool-Aid still water? Cause niggas be trying to tell me, I'd be like, they'd be like, you drink water. I'd be like, I drink water mixed with sugar <laughs> and Kool-Aid packets. They that is take, not they water. T- so can she drink Kool-Aid then? If you put Kool-Aid on it, she finna die. Can I, you see the water? Oh, it ain't. But it is the same way that I could eat bee pollen and be fine, but if I inhale bee pollen, it fucks me up. She probably can drink it. I think it's when it touches Do her body. Eat bee pollen? Yeah, like um that fruit place that me and cole went to that they do that because you didn't want to go <laughs> they do the uh <laughs> they do the fruit bowl eating bee pollen if you have allergies is supposed to help you regulate your allergies so you have people eat bee pollen you can buy bee pollen put in your food to try to get you pass <laughs> but they do eat bee pollen but again so i if i inhale bee pollen it's gonna fuck me up if i eat it though i'm fine so she might could drink the water she may can't just can't get it on on the body the skin's the problem i don't know I hope my kids don't have none of that shit going on because <laughs> we just got to keep cheese away from this. And we ain't not having cheese in the house. You can't. Yeah, you can't because it's too risky. What? Having cheese in the house. Or... It's going to be risky for that motherfucker. Well, he's your kid, so yeah. you're not going to want to take that He's going to have some risks. He's going to need to know don't go in the refrigerator that and eat this delicious ass shit. Is Stay away terrible. from it. It's delicious. What Stay away from it. What if the cheese hit? Touch a, a, a some surfaces that he go and rub up against it and have an alert. You just can't have cheese in the house. You can live without cheese. I live without cheese, and I'm I just can live fine. without a lot of shit that I'm not not going to. You gonna perp, you gonna potentially kill your kid behind having cheeseburgers? <laughs> yes, that's ridiculous. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Parenthood uh, is is uh, it's about uh, not survival. Um, you want to say sacrifice. Sacrifice. But, nah, <laughs> I sacrifice my time. And your cheese. If your kid got a cheese, I was nope. <laughs> What are 
do you have? I buy my own refrigerator for the room <laughs> with cheese in it. Don't go in the cheese room. Don't go in the cheese room. I hate to have to sanitize my hands every time I, I touch a piece of cheese. That's what I'm saying. You can't just can't have cheese. It's too much of a risk. Mm-mm. You're gonna be transferring cheese shit. I'm taking a risk. What's your next story? EpiPens for this little nigga. What's your story? What's my story? Uh, Bert and Ernie. Oh, God. So clearly, it's a whole bunch of damn controversy going on about Bert and Ernie. Ernie and Bert. However, you say them. How are you supposed to say them? I think it's Bert and Ernie. Okay, so. The. One of the writers. For Bernard Ernie came out and said, "Hey, um, I've always looked at Bernard Ernie as a couple, and that's just how I feel. I was writing for him, so blah. Mind you, this man has been in the closet for most of his professional career, and at some point while writing these characters, came out, uh, moved in with his mate." Let everybody know his mate's name was Arnie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> but the creator of Bird and Ernie came out and said, it's cool that he looks at them as gay. Of course, they're not, but it's okay for him to see it that way. People have been making jokes about Bird and Ernie being gay forever. Of course. So parents are ups, are upset, some parents, but it it doesn't change anything for the kids that watch that show. It's not like they had like a broke back mountain type shit going on with Bert and Ernie. Like that adults are the ones that are impacted by that announcement. I don't know that kids are like because one <laughs> they didn't do no like no couplely shit. They was like two roommates living together. As far as kids are concerned. That's some adult shit. I don't even know. I wouldn't even get upset about that. One, the the twin married to the white man, Tamara, she had a problem with it saying, you know, five-year-olds shouldn't be, um, they shouldn't be exposed to this. They, it's the same shit that they've been exposed to, and they had no idea that it's what it is. You upset now because this has been said, but when you look at Sesame Street and you look at the little skits with Bert and Ernie, ain't no gay shit in there. Ain't no gay shit in there. They like two roommates. So if the writer says in his mind he always thought of them as gay, the creator is saying that they're not gay. People been making jokes about them niggas being gay forever. Like it don't really change shit. It's exactly the same thing. It's just now this person that said this and y'all all up in arms about it. But ain't no gay shit ever happened on on. Again, that's adults putting adult shit on to that kid show. But uh, okay. So. <clears throat> Sesame Workshop released this statement. As we've always said, Bert and Ernie are best friends. They were created to teach preschoolers that people can be good friends with those who are very different from themselves. Even though they identified as male characters and possess many human traits and characteristics, as most Sesame Street Muppets do, they remain puppets and do not have a sexual orientation. Now, is the difference that they're talking about that children recognize them as being different from themselves is that one of them got a fucking long head and the other one got a wide head well like what differences do we know about it? i mean they they personalities are different their personalities are vastly but what would different. be what would be a greater representation of how much different somebody can be from you than them having their own sexuality 
I'm not saying that's something that should be represented in the show, but I'm saying, I mean, at this point, but it, in society where we at as it pertains to sexuality, why why not? But it ain't gonna matter. Like, don't nobody talk with five years about sexuality unless they kid is exhibiting some shit they got a problem with. But most both parents are not having sexuality conversations with five year olds. Again, this is adults freaking out about adult shit. The five year olds who like Bert and Ernie, this ain't gonna impact them. This unless the parents like let them read the New York Times or wherever the fuck these articles are coming out. It's the same as it always has been. Adults see it and think that they're gay because people have been making jokes about it all the time. Uh, the kids see it. They see two friends that get on each other damn near because Bert always mad. Uh, not Bert. Ernie always mad. Or is it Bert? No, Bert is always mad. Ernie is the one with the black hair. Bert got the long head. But it ain't going to impact how kids look at this show because ain't nobody having conversations with them. This is some adult shit that adults are freaking out about. Oh, because I watched Burton, I watched Sesame Street growing up as a kid. Like, none of that shit came to my mind at all. Now, when I got older and people started making jokes about Burton, and I was like, oh, them niggas, they've live, they, they been together for a long time. They've been living together for 40 years, <laughs> sleeping in the same bed. Like, yeah, they do sleep in the same bed. Fuck kind of. But when This is the life that people had to live. Motherfuckers had to say, that's my friend, that's my roommate. Mm -hmm. For a long time, society now was allowing people to say, okay that we were more than friends but i don't know if that should be applied to bird and ernie it should, again if adults want to do that to to feel however that's fine but like for a five-year-old who go to sleepovers and maybe sleep in their bed with their best friend at five because little boys little girls do that it ain't going to impact how they look at it like this is adult shit kids Kids don't see nothing wrong with them sleeping in the same bed because kids sleep in the same bed. Now, when you get to be a grown man, you're not going to sleep in the bed with another grown man. But as a five-year-old, yes, they don't do. care. When do you sleep in the bed with if another grown man? you're fucking <laughs> and you're gay and you're in a relationship, straight, yes. straight men. Because straight people are the ones that are having problems with this. Obviously, gay people are not going to have an issue with it. So for straight men, yes, when you get to be an adult, you're probably never going to sleep in a bed with another man again in your whole life. Five years old, boys sleep together in the bed. They have a sleepover. They sleep with their best friend. That's what they do. They they have fucking sleeping bags and shit. So for them, that makes sense that these two dudes who are friends will sleep in the bed together and they're not going to put no gay shit on it. Again, this is adults doing this. I just don't see the problem. I think that is being blown up. If the writer for the show, unless he start putting dildos and shit in his, <laughs> in the way he write out his shit and it ends up in the show, I don't see the problem with him having his own imagination or, or how he views Bert and Ernie. That's how should the reality go? Because you got one person, the creator, saying that they not gay, which from the people who commented them implies that you just saying that they straight like everybody else. Then you got the writer saying that I've always seen them as a gay couple. I mean, I mean, it is my story. And then you got Sesame Street saying they don't have no sexual orientation. They don't have nothing below the waist. They puppets. So, Wait, did that did Sesame Street? So the creator didn't say the same. I thought the creator said that they don't really have a sexual orientation. They're just put Muppets. Well, he came back and like, you know, kind of cleaned up some of what he said initially and went along with more of what Sesame Street was saying. Oh. But at first, he was saying that they not gay. Instead of saying they don't have a they don't have a sexual orientation, he said they not gay, and then he came back around and was like, "Well, they puppets." I don't think it matters. I just don't. I don't think that 
So what role, what what perspective do you think Sesame Street should take? Like, so Sesame Street come out and say something like, you know, everybody can interpret these relationships as they own the main purpose of our characters is for people to understand that people from different backgrounds and different understandings can be together, or they, is it important that they take a, a, a role? I mean, what they say, I feel like what they said was fine, that the, the Muppets are, are Muppets and don't have a sexual if orientation. that's the case, though, how come they let Miss Piggy be thirsty towards Kermit that ain't her Sesame whole Street. career? That's um, Jim Henson's Muppets. That ain't Sesame Street. Oh, damn. I, I don't know why in the hell that's Muppets. that overlapped in my head. <laughs> no, they're not a part of Sesame Street. Those are the Muppets. Oh, Sesame damn. Street is going to be Big Bird and Snuffleupagus. You know what the article I read brought that shit up? No, they're not part of that. So whoever brought that up didn't know what they were talking about because the... Miss Piggy and, and Kermit are part of the Muppets. And Bert and Ernie are part of the Sesame Street cast. And I don't think they overlap. Jim Henson made up the Muppets. And Muppets obviously do have sexuality. Miss Piggy be all over Kermit ass. Yes, she want them frog legs. <laughs> <laughs> so that's different. But again, mm. in Sesame Street, and I ain't watched Sesame Street since I was a kid, so I don't know what they're doing with it now. But as a kid, they didn't really, they focused on friendships. It really wasn't no girlfriend, boyfriend. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. So Sesame Street taking that stance is fine because it ain't no evidence to say that they had intended for them to have a sexuality. They just, they just puppets. Now the Muppets, very different. They was dating. They had relationships. Like that's different. Now Jim Henson <laughs> would have to speak on Muppets. I don't know. Who he says that he's behind Many of his company's most famous characters, including Kermit the Frog, Ernie, and Rolf the Dog. Who? Jim Henson. So what What does that have to do? Bert, it, wait, Because it, Kermit the Frog is Muppets and Ernie is Sesame Street. Read it again. Jim Henson was the creator of the Muppets, founder of Jim Henson Company, and performer behind many of his company's most famous characters, including Kermit the Frog, Ernie, and Rolf the Dog. He may have been the voice for Ernie, and the Sesame Street might fall under that company, maybe. But it didn't sound like he Sesame Street isn't his shit, because he only said Ernie, which means he might have just been the voice for Ernie. Because otherwise, he'd have just said Sesame Street. Why would Sesame Street have a, a comp competitor working for them? Because Muppets is bigger than Sesame Street. Muppets got um. Muppets got um, movies and shit that was in theater. Sesame Street is on PBS. <laughs> and that's it. So they are not really in competition with the Muppets. Muppets got Muppets on ice and shit. Like, they ain't in competition with the Muppets. Muppets are much huger than Sesame Street. I don't think Sesame Street. Look, I, adults just, they just, adults just adulting. Over some shit that don't even fucking matter. If that nigga say that that's how he see them in his mind, that's his right to do so. Unless he starts writing in a problematic way for a children's show, I don't see the problem. Y'all just blowing this up. It's not. It's not that deep. It's. It's just not. People been saying Bert and Ernie are gay forever, forever. <laughs> it's like once everybody get out of that idyllic childhood fakes and you become a teenager like them niggas is gay they sleeping in the same bed it changes but like for little kids it's just bird earning they best friends so they sleep together that's some overlap i gotta leave these tabs open to see what they're about 
get some Sesame Street and Muppet overlap. Okay. But the only reason, only reason I'm trying to see if it's relevant is because if there is a connection between them defining one group is not having sexuality in another group as having that, but that sexuality. still wouldn't be problematic. Sesame Street is on PBS, which is a public pu- broadcasting. Muppets is again the the um, platform for Muppets. Muppets is completely different, which means that he's gonna be able to do a whole lot more stuff with Muppets that you wouldn't be able to do on public service tele public broadcast television, like. That's still different. Even if he is the same, is the same person is behind it. The rules are gonna be different because they're on different platforms. Sesame Street don't go beyond. Have they, have they ever made a Sesame Street movie? I don't know. I think it's confirmed. I think that, to Big Bird got a movie. I think it's old though. It's really old. So it's, it's still different. You can do stuff in the theater that you can't do on PBS. Ain't nothing risque on pre on PBS. <laughs> so that's still different. And he's he can write both. He can write for this and write for that. And they not be intertwined. I think people living in a fantasy world to think that these grown men was friends and living this life that they was living. But I think it's more so a problem for those people because it's just shaking up stuff in their childhood that they had solidified. That's what it is, because it isn't the impact it's going to have on kids. Because like I said, for kids, when you're a kid watching Sesame Street, it's Sesame Street. Bert and their friends, like, it ain't but that deep. Depending on how old your kid is, I think it's impossible for them not to see a meme or something connected to their sexuality. But um, Tamara, she's the only person I've seen speak on it that was against it or had an issue with it. She was like, you know... Your five year old shouldn't be so she's not talking about older kids that would see memes. Like she talking she really like thinks that this is gonna have an impact on the, the smaller kids that watch it and it ain't. It's gonna be the same for them. Cause they're not gonna know about all this controver- controversy surrounding it. The same way I didn't know people were saying that, that Bert and Ernie was gay. My brothers was calling Bert and Ernie gay when I was a kid. They, cause they were teenagens, but I didn't know no shit about that. I was just what watching Sesame Street. With people like Tamara and the people that think like that is they five-year-old watch Sesame Street. She read an article at the dinner table. She say, I, in front of her kid, I can't believe Bert and Ernie is gay. I can't believe they would do that. This is going to fuck the kids up. And now your kid is like, gay? Bert and Ernie? And then they go to school and be like, hey, teacher, my mama said Bert and Ernie was gay. What is gay? You know, and yeah. then... The kid, the teacher get a message saying, your child asked about gay is burning Ernie. And, and then it be blame. like, that motherfucking cartoon. No. I can't <laughs> believe that Sesame Street fucking my child up. Oh, I'm so mad at Sesame Street. It's messing up my five-year-old. And I'm not surprised by that because she's married to Adam Housley, however the fuck you say his name. And he a Fox News person. He used to be. Used to be and a, a MAGA per so girl. I don't, I, after that, I don't give a fuck what she, she said. She came up talking about some. My husband is not racist. Yes, the fuck he is. He's a black woman. You're mixed. He's got a black child. <laughs> They're he mixed. He is not racist. He is. Oh, <laughs> uh, we. I mean, we gonna have to keep having a conversation about what qualifies shit as racist to white people. I don't know how. Like, That's like. I got a black friend. I'm not racist. That's the equivalent to Mary. You saying he's married to a black woman. This. First of all, you told the story about how he ain't even want to marry you. It took you forever to even get this motherfucker to agree 
to marry your black ass. So let's not act like that he was just all gung ho and 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 pro. But don't do that. Don't do that. Listen, Donald <laughs> Trump got a long ass history of talking shit about Muslims, talking about uh, banning them from the country, talking about black people kicking them out of his place, putting a C on applications to represent colored. Uh, not allowing them to be there based on those things. The Central Park Five, who were falsely convicted and then released, that he was uh, uh, adamant against. And then, you know, how he deal with black people now. Uh, the Latino community, build that wall. They bringing in their criminals. They bringing in their worst. I mean, he's talked shit about every brown person and used the worst stereotypes of that group to say why they are what they are. And motherfucker, like, at what point do you say something is racist? I don't know. <laughs> it, it, you, you can't just keep saying we don't know what's in their heart. <laughs> Listen, I, I wish, I wish <laughs> if I stole $100 from your ass, you would say, well, I don't think he a thief. I don't know what's in his heart. That's not what that's. I, I mean, I'm just saying. No, yeah. I'm. Listen, I'm my hands do this, <laughs> not my heart. Please, like I just, it's only I'm I've lost the tolerance that I have for people to excuse shit that is blatantly racist. But I do. It's something else I've been I've been thinking about though. Like, what about when a white person's normal activities fit into what is in some context considered racist? For example, we talked about Serena Williams and the dude who made that article mm-hmm. and that a lot of his a lot of his artwork looked like the way that he portrayed her. Yes. Whether they white or black or whatever color. Yes. What uh, what about when that happens? I mean, in my head there's a possibility that he was like, "Well, another crying ass uh tennis player. Let me draw them and this is my style and I drew it and I had no racial predispositions while I was doing this and here you go and everybody call it racist." Yep. Or it could have been that he because that picture looked just like one of them old Sambo Piccaninny type mm-hmm. artists, the, like the way the lips was over exaggerated, the way he drew her ponytail, mm-hmm. it looked close. It's very possible that uh, consciously he didn't think that anything was racist about it, but subconsciously everybody seeing those images, them built in, and him representing it could have been had some underlying implicit racism that you know showed when when he had an opportunity to draw that person. Or he could have been like, I'm going to draw this nigga-ass nigga looking like a nigga, and if they tell me it's racist, I'm going to say, no, it's not. This is how I draw. Like, it's possible that it could be any of them, but I, I think there's a lot of opportunity out here for white people's, some shit that's potentially racist, to just be their normal actions. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with that shit. Like the the mayor that said, let's not monkey this up, Florida. Uh, what if he say that to his secretary every week? Hey, don't monkey this up, Ju- uh, Julia. You know, don't monkey up this p- paperwork. It's important. Make sure you get that in, turned in. And then he came out and said, let's not monkey this up, Florida. <laughs> it's very possible. Like I said, with him, I think it's more that subconscious, implicit. Yeah. But I'm really trying to, un- I'm really, I just don't think we can, as a culture, continue to say, you know, white people, you can't do shit that's connected to black. Don't look at black. Don't smell <laughs> black. Don't eat shit black people eat. Don't watch shit black people watch. And if you do it, and if you do it wrong, you're racist. Like, I, we got to have some level of discernment in some of this shit. 
I, think, I don't. I just don't know. I think for people, from what I've seen, I feel like part of the reason why black folks have a, a, a difficult time like giving passes is because they don't take fucking responsibility for the shit that's overt. <laughs> like there are white people who don't take respect. Like Trump is overtly racist, and they're still well, he's not racist. So I think that. At a certain point, they don't want to let shit pass because it's like, y'all don't take responsibility for nothing anyway. Like, I think that that's why everything is so sensitive because it's like, they don't take responsibility. It's not like you could be like, well, you know what? Yes, he does draw those, you know, those pictures and he probably didn't mean that for her. And, you know, they were able to to say, you know, Donald Trump, but we don't have that. You don't have a will. But in this instance, they did take responsibility. It don't happen. Like. It could be overt shit, and they still like we don't, the, the, we don't know what's in his heart. The fuck, what I came out of his mouth? If, if if we don't know what's in his heart, is based on intention behind what you say. I'm just I'm just gonna manipulate this little quote, and I'm gonna leave this with white people who are listening. All white people, all, all white people white who people. just don't understand. <laughs> Not all of y'all. Some of y'all are, are allies and good allies, and we can have a conversation about allies one day. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna leave you with this. The road to getting your ass beat <laughs> is paved with good intentions. Okay? So, as it pertains to racism, you can have the best intentions in the world. Mm-hmm. But it won't save you from no ass whooping if you do it with the wrong person. So, y- y'all got to be careful. The same way you can't. Don't say nigga around the wrong folks. Cause your friend, don't say nigga. Period. Well, but see, here's what I've learned. Again, working with these young kids the way I do there are a lot of black kids who have white friends that allow them to say and they cool with it and that's fine but they don't stress to them we don't care when you say it like this group of us your friends what you don't need to do though is to think that in any space with black people that you can just go in there and drop in this shit and not get your ass whooped because it ain't the case like we're okay with it other people might not be we, we don't speak for all black folks they're like just keep that in mind <laughs> so sometimes i feel like they get permission from like one or two people and think oh it's cool they, you know the black people love me and then you go sit around the wrong person and get stomped out and you don't understand why it's because if your friends allow it okay that's their business that's whatever but don't think that they don't speak for the race as a whole is what i I'm got saying. white friends that have said nigga uh, not nigga, like nigger, nigga. Either way, depending on how they was, but it's not not in a uh, it's not in a social context, mm. social use. It's more like, you know, if I was reading research and it said nigga, like they be like, you know, or if they repeating something somebody else said, like they not using it themselves and they wouldn't use it themselves. And so it's like I've been trying to figure out is the word itself destructive. Or is the context by which somebody uses the word? Should I tell somebody, even if they don't have no bad intent, you just can't use the word. Like, even if you reading a book, you can't, you still can't use it. And is this video is why I, I follow this uh, YouTube dudes. The majority report was Sam Cedar. And I, to be honest, I think it's, I haven't, I haven't really read they bio. I went to go look for the bio, but it's like four or five different people that it seemed that some of them are fascist, fascists. Some of them are anarchists. It's like a group of different people with all these different varying ideas. So they had different ways. Of looking. But they looked at the, um, they looked at the video where Kendrick Lamar was on stage and bought the white girl up mm-hmm. to sing the song. And they was like that. They were like, that shit is a setup. Like, no, it ain't because it, 
Lil Duval has assembled a video because you know he got living my best life. I, I saw that. And the white guy got to the part by ain't going back and forth, and he just said, ain't going back and forth for you. And they all froze and uh, all shut up, and he was like, but that was a setup too, though. They, I don't know if they was expecting him to say it or not. They were trying to see if he they was going to say his, it. But I don't like that. I don't like that. Like, I'm not saying, I don't, I didn't so agree. So do you think he shouldn't have pulled nobody white up on stage or he shouldn't have no, walked over? No, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have pulled nobody white up on that stage to put them in that situation. Because what we know about white people, universally as black people, is they fucking up when it comes to race. <laughs> he Why was. would he think she was going to get it right today? Well, that guy got it right because he was like, he just did that he and then kept on dancing. Ass. He probably saw the video <laughs> with her ass and was like, no, I'm not doing that. But I mean, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to understand. They perspective. he was like, so you are an artist, you created this thing because that you love and you love it and you created it and you like it and you put it out and you went to a place to perform it amongst people who all love it the way you wrote it and you brought somebody on the stage who from a social context, you know, ain't supposed to say what you wrote because of how you wrote it because of their culture, but you brought them up there anyway. I just don't like that he bought. I just don't feel like any rapper that's finna perform a song with nigga in it. Well, that's any that's any rapper because I would challenge you to find a song that don't have nigga in it, especially like these Will new songs. No, 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 no. You let me finish. <laughs> See, you would just you, you would just add that shit. Though. You must have thought about Will Smith immediately. No, I thought about you and how you. <laughs> no. You know I'm gonna find somebody recent. Okay, find a new artist that would be in this situation. That has a song that don't have nigga in it. So you basically just saying rap artists don't need white folks on they on to come up on the stage, not to sing the song. Oh, they need to sing the Walmart version. <laughs> they not gonna do that at a concert with people paying money. Yeah, exactly. So they don't need <laughs> to bring white people on the stage. It's a setup. White people don't fall for it. Just be just be comfortable in the group of black people that you around out there in the audience. That can hear you saying that, or do what the white guy did. If you know that, that it's gonna be a problem for you to say it, just don't say it. Like when he didn't say it, they gave him hand. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> like they cheered him on do for it not like, saying uh, do it. Like USA Network, say hit us, hit us, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hit us. That's hilarious. But I mean. Cause again, it's it's throughout the music, like especially here recently. I, 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 I just. Don't know. I just... I don't know if you can find a song that ain't got nigga in it. <laughs> if you gonna have a problem with it, you shouldn't bring a white person up on the stage to say your rap. Don't be like saying my song, or bring them up and be like saying my song, but you know which parts to edit. But <laughs> you, you know already I mean? know that though. I just like you've seen. No, no, no. White people don't know that. Well, they don't know that. Okay, they... some white people do. How do you do... not know that at this point? Especially with videos like the white girl at Kendrick Lamar that goes viral and people see how people respond to it. White people, you can't do that. You just can't. That's just what it is. You, you just stop it. Just don't say listen, the word. Listen, I've I'm coming to understand that white people have to think about race so little that that is just not a part of their daily shit if i'm reading something and it's got the f word i don't even like to say it i don't say it I, even if i was at a gay bar and and they was up i don't know if they have song they have gay songs but like they got a whole like a bunch of artists that do like music catered to gay people but if it was a song that I like that I got up on the stage i'm not going to say that shit because i know it's offensive to them you know and what? i'm not a gay person 
you know what brought me to the point where I now just believe white people are so disconnected from race that they really don't know what's going on with it is all these different people calling the police. They're getting their lives destroyed by calling the police when they do it. <laughs> you mean to tell me that the next one who do it knows of all these people that done got you fucked up? You just need to know about one. I don't That's what I'm saying. That. But I'm saying the fact that it keep happening, I mean, I don't think they know about any of them. But this shit be making like CNN and the New York to like... I- not all of them. It? Not all, all not, you need to see is one. They're not on that part of the internet. You only they need don't to see have, one. Look, they don't have the friends me and you got. But you only need to see one. You only need to see one story on CNN or, or New York Times or, or Fox ain't going to have it. Or Fox would, but they would swing it and mean like it was this horrible thing. But I only need to see that shit happen once. Well, so Barbecue Becky did it and then boom, okay, she got her life fucked up. Okay, Permit Patty did it, and then boom, she got her life mm-hmm. fucked up. She didn't see Be- Barbecue Becky shit. And then, uh, Pooh, Paul, oh, Pooh, Permit nigga. Paul, yeah. well, he did the same thing, got fired from his shit. He didn't see Becky and Permit Patty. I guess because of... They not seeing this shit. They ain't so on the prevalent. same internet we on. It's like... That's up and down me and your feed. All day. What's up and down they feed is John Deere tractors, <laughs> tobacco brands, you know, um, Baby Ruth commercials. What Baby Ruth commercials? I feel like Baby Ruth is just a white person candy bar. You eat Baby Ruth? I've eaten one before. I don't really do chocolate like that. Not active. That's what they got. They got guns rights videos. These people, <laughs> Listen, these people doing this shit are a specific type of white people. Every white person's feed ain't like that, but people who do that, they not seeing, they don't even know their own name for this shit at a certain point. But I feel, it, what makes me sad is that what that means is that if they don't know that there's consequences for it, then they gonna do the shit anyway. There's a lot of stuff that I don't do because it just ain't fucking right. I don't need to know the negative consequences. I don't need to feel like, oh, I'm gonna get fired or whatever. It's just being a decent fucking person and calling the police on people for no goddamn reason at all is just fucked up. You shouldn't need to know about permit well, patty or pool paw for you to not do that shit. In- from our perspective, from me and your perspective, that is not the right shit to do. From their perspective, it is the right shit to do. White people, police, the job of police from the beginning of time have been to protect white people's shit from black people. But it ain't been that way for a long time now. What that mean? What these ain't people? You acting like you, these we, people grew people, up in this time. These, they people, didn't grow up in that time. It's white people dressed up right now finna reenact the Confederate War <laughs> today. You're right. You know, like that's why, insane too. We can't use time as progressing to retroactively apply to everybody who's supposed to be responsible, grown. But and, they didn't even and, live and, through and a time when that shit enough. happened. Like they, these people weren't alive when that shit was going on. Like. I don't understand how you could have that sense of because the Confederate flag that that or the you know reliving reen that's history and that's part of you know our, our white our white families passing down stories about well you know back in my day we could call the police on a nigger if we said like how are they knowing but about I, that feeling? But I don't think that's ever stopped. I don't I don't think there was ever a time until cell phones and social media came out that white people ever paid the price for it. I think this shit been going on forever. Black white people are calling the police on black people and black people just be like, well, let's get out of here. Or the police come and it's like, well, I mean, most recently 
a congresswoman got the police called on her recently. Police came up and said, somebody called us and said you was a drug dealer. <laughs> you was going knocking on everybody's door. She got her 80-year-old mama First in the car and her daughter with of her. all, what drug dealer do you know go knocking door to door, my nigga? Really? Really? Do you know how insane that sound? If somebody ever come up to my door knocking somebody, I got this crack. <laughs> I'm going to be real concerned. The drug dealers don't do that shit. They come to them. Drug dealers don't go to you. You have to go find them. They're not going door to door. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, <laughs> it make no sense. I'm saying this shit ain't ended. It, we just getting in. We're just moving into an era where white people are transitioning to learning how to be responsible for the calls they make and the shit they do because they've been able to get away with it for so long. And I think that's the variable we dealing with. It's like drug dealers are Mormons <laughs> just going around instead of. But she wouldn't call the police on a Mormon, though. She wouldn't call the police on a Mormon walking up to the door. But I'm saying, like, the the uh, allegation that it, she was a drug dealer is just, that's just so funny to me. Because, again, it's like if drug dealers were Mormons or like Mormons. And so instead of coming up saying, have you heard about the good word? And then the police officer still Have you heard came- about this bud? The police officer still came up to her and said, okay, well, where's your ID? Okay, well, how do you know these people addresses? Show me your walk list. Like, if I ain't committed a crime, I can be where the fuck I want to be at. Shit, get the get out of my face. Dude, and- she won, too. And she said in the interview, she was like, I'm now your state's representative, <laughs> and we have problems that we got to resolve in our community. <laughs> like, oh, see? She going to get all in their asses. I hope so. Like... Even with the police, like if somebody came up to me and was like, I think there's a drug dealer going door to door. As a police officer, I'm going to be like, ma'am, are you high? Don't nobody do that shit for you to take this shit seriously. And I go don't up think to- that's what happened. <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. I think they in a very conservative state. And I think an old white lady in her neighborhood called and said, hey, it's a nigga out here. <laughs> Come quick. I think the news say, oh, it's a. It's a person suspicious walking drug dealer. Like I don't think like when they released barbecue Becky shit, she was they weren't saying none of the shit she was saying she said on the phone. Oh yeah. You know, when they be releasing their shit, it'd be way different than what what they said it was on the report. So I don't think that woman called and said, you know, something docile like it's a drug dealer. <laughs> Can I you think imagine? that was a news story re- report. Can you imagine Omar from the wire dressed like a Mormon going door? <laughs> Yes, they're going to call the police. They're going to say, hey, there's a drug dealer dressed like a Mormon <laughs> <laughs> coming to our neighborhood. Omar killed all them white folks. <laughs> Everybody would have died today. I'm just, your skin color makes a difference. That's so crazy to me, though. Even with it. If it's a white boy, if it's a white boy dressed like a thug, then he probably homeless <laughs> and he probably needs some help. Hey, open up the door. He probably needs some potato chips and some 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 damn bread listen you know not great value bread but just bread (laughs) but if he if he if a black person come to the damn door dressed like jesus he's he's trying to fool you he's trying to fool you to think he's religious you know i watch a lot of id channel and i cannot tell you how many of these stories happen where some white folks that go up to somebody else white and be like my car broke down and they're like come on the phone and end up with your throat slashed because you trust it like it's just so crazy that you trust in these people 
who are gonna fuck you up like them being white does not mean that they're not gonna slash i your watched throat. a video today of, <laughs> of a white dude who was having an internet the police came to his house they was having an exchange and the white man pulled a gun out of his back pocket started shooting with him then the police officer ran back to that car and he ran to his garage and he came out with some ars <laughs> and it showed him set up on the hood of the police car the other one and he was just shooting shooting at him and you know what the level of apprehension that they take with them when they deal with a regular black person they need to take that shit to everybody <laughs> they be talking about i just want to get home to my family except when you're dealing with <laughs> white people except when you're dealing with somebody that in your mind must not be a threat like there got to be other measuring sticks for a threat it got to be other tools to figure out if it's a threat if you pull me over and when you pull me over i'm putting my license and insurance in the seal and i'm putting my hands on the wheel you can't come up to me aggressive i watched the video i watched the video online this dude was so this black dude he was handling the police officer so rough I gotta show you the video, but it was on the majority report. The majority, they were basically breaking it down. But mm -hmm. he was like, um, "You told me you pulled me over for a fucking traffic stop, and I turn up and there's a fucking gun in my face." He was like, "You missed the big shit now, huh? <laughs> like, what did they do to you in high school? Did they beat your ass? You ain't get no pussy. Oh, you feel like a big man now, huh?" <laughs> he was like, and, "And all that was gonna happen is, you know, officer such and such made a mistake." <laughs> and and my three kids daddy fucking dead from a mistake you ain't gonna lose no sleep from a mistake but i ain't here no more <laughs> my god bruh he went hard on that officer like i'm, I'm gonna find a video but oh my god i was like and all the officer did was stood there but like i feel like that facebook live shit that shit live mm -hmm. that be helping your ass like see police officers don't know if you live or not yeah so i feel like if the police thought that you was just using your phone camera and it wasn't like broadcasting i feel like they'll take that camera and slap your ass in the face and be like you'll never see this shit again and break your phone <laughs> but see now they have no idea they be like man facebook might be watching this shit now <laughs> I better just stand here and be very careful about what I say. Because if I say the wrong shit, I'm losing my job and my pension. There was a, um episode. I can't remember which one of the shows it was. This lady was, her husband had, had been beating on her. And she escaped with her, her kids and went to her brother's house. And the husband was still trying to get her back. So he got this female accomplice. Now, it's in the middle of the motherfucking night. They're like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Everybody in the bed. He had her go up to the door, knock on the door. They come to the door. She's like, our car broke down. Um, You, you think you could come and help? These niggas went outside and went with her. If so, First of all, if you knock on my door at midnight, I'm probably going to call the police. <laughs> Just be, I'm not coming to the door. You're right. I don't open the door for shit. If you don't call me and say, hey, Red, I'm on my way to your house. You gonna be outside. I don't do that shit, especially not no men. If your car did get fucked up, bitch, I'm sorry. <laughs> Better call AAA. I don't know what to, you know. I'm not finna come out there. The fuck I look like? <laughs> and they killed all the people in the house, with the exception <laughs> of the grandma and the kids, because the grandma had the good sense not to go the fuck outside. Everybody else got killed, cause y'all following this white girl who look. Oh, she just needs help. Let's go help her at midnight one o'clock in the fucking morning and y'all live out in the boondock why the fuck you out here anyway 
You we don't know you. Why you out here? Y'all, why you so trusted? Because she white. If it had been my black ass coming to the door, probably chased me away with a um, shotgun. It's just crazy to me how trusting they can be when evidence shows that your your folks is crazy. They kill. <laughs> like right. I wish somebody would come to my damn door. Let's keep it moving. We got some real shit to talk about. Kanye. Okay. Kanye. Kanye. That's one of the real shits. So two things about Kanye. First of all, Kanye uh, released a couple of short videos. You know, he had some shit to get get off his chest because his spirit isn't right. His spirit isn't sitting right with him. So he made a video where he addressed Nick Cannon, Drake, and who? It was one other person. Tyson Beckford. Tyson Beckford. So. So do you know what? Do you, you know all the stuff that's been that's went on to lead up this for Kanye? Like what happened with those three individuals? So yeah. So Tyson Beckford released some comments about her hips or her something body like that. not being yeah, yeah her body not being right yeah. or whatnot. And then both Drake and he feels both Drake and Nick alluded to having a sexual relationship well, with his wife. That the whole on Vlad's couch, Nick Cannon was basically saying. I believe I'm the one that introduced Kim to Kanye because when they were dating, they went to a party that Kanye had. And then that's when he first met Kim. And then he invited them to another party and yada, yada, but he believes he was. So I think that went into the dialogue about Drake, you know, releasing his song with Kiki meaning. Kim. Who the fuck thought it was Kim? They, I thought people already figured out who the Kiki was because she been having people in her dens. I can't even remember what I think her name is Keisha. I just don't, I don't, I just don't know where the Drake, Kim Kardashian connection even came from. Cause because like I said, that's the first I done heard about somebody yeah. thinking Kiki was Kim. Now I kept hearing that Drake was gonna come out after the whole, um. What's the little nigga with the braids? <laughs> That's old and won't stop with the braids. Jermaine Dupree? No. Stevie Wonder? He works with Kanye. Kanye did his album. Pusha oh, T. Pusha T. So what, what, the connection that I had heard, so this was what it threw me off when he talking about the Kiki song, was that Drake was supposed to be coming out with a diss for Kanye that was talking about him fucking Kim. That's what I heard. So I, when he started talking about the Kiki song, I'm like, who thought that was Kim? I, who who listened to that song? Like I said, people were speculating about who it was. I didn't see nobody speculate Kim. It was like two women, one of whom people thought more than the other one, and like people was getting in her DMs and she was getting, I think, interviews from it. And so who I don't know where the shit that where that came from. Kanye just, but he started out by saying he's out of the sunken place, but he's not. And we gonna talk about the other story with him, but how he out of the sunken place and basically how he felt that they were disrespecting his wife and his marriage and his relationship and it's like when you're married to a woman who has made rounds like she has people gonna say shit about it it just it just I mean <laughs> I wonder where the first time Kanye saw Kim I wonder like clearly he first met her face to face with somewhere yeah. but I wonder if I wonder when he saw her I wonder if he saw her porn flick before, <laughs> before he met her. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if that's. I don't know. I just and like, and I understand you. You married to her. You in love with her. Whatever you feel some type of way about niggas talking about her. But I mean, 
at the end of the day, she don't help things. And which leads me into, I'm just going to wrap these two together since they both about Kanye. He didn't start this thing where he's talking about the, the downfalls of, of social media and how it impacts how people feel about themselves. And he keep posting all of these pictures showing women getting plastic surgery for likes. Nigga, you not the man to talk about this shit. Your whole in-law, like that whole family is, that's what the fuck they do. Your wife is still posting nude ass pictures of herself on fucking Instagram and shit for likes. You not the nigga to talk about the pitfalls of social media when your wife makes a living, when your whole wife's whole fucking family makes a living off of that shit. You ain't the nigga to talk about that. You crazy. Like, it's so hypocritical for you to sit up here and tell people that they need to, like, step away from social media and back down when your wife is still out here posting her ass and shit. But then you feel like niggas is disrespecting her by talking about her. She not helping. <laughs> this is just what it is. Like, your whole in-law side, like, it... <laughs> He ain't a person to talk about how social media has a negative impact on people's feelings, emotions, how they feel about them. Because, like, you live among that. And the rate that the shit is going, and if if Chris, who I just like to think of as the madam of all the Kardashian women, your daughter's going to be the same fucking way. So Kanye's beef with Drake was that as people coming out here speculating that he's had sex with his wife, that Drake didn't come out and correct them. And I was like, but what if Drake has had sex with Kim Kardashian? <laughs> so now he either got to come out and lie or come out and tell the truth. Now, Kim, And you're going to be mad if he still come out and say we did fuck, because now, now what? Now, clearly Kim <laughs> and Drake would know that it's the lie or the truth. Mm-hmm. And they both would be quiet about it because it's in their best interest. But I'm pretty sure it's other people around them that knows if he have that he have. Would it be in Drake's best interest to be quiet about it if he had fuck Kim? If him and Kim were the only ones who knew, and we and you can look into a crystal ball and see they were the only ones who knew, yes, it's in his best interest to say, no, I didn't. And it's in her best interest to say, no, we didn't. Why? Because it's, it's, it's peace. It, it don't evoke any more problems. I mean, because Kanye West clearly expect them to be quiet about it. Yeah, but again, if Drake is blaming Kanye because Kanye went out of his way to say, I didn't tell Pusha about your baby or the mom and none of that. That didn't come from me. If Drake feel like it did and he feel like Kanye was the catalyst for that shit, why would it benefit him to be quiet? This would be his way to get it back to Kanye. It wouldn't help him at all. It, it wouldn't would... hurt him. Like, people ain't going to be like, I can't believe Drake said he had sex with Kim. Like, ain't nobody going to... I just don't see how that would hurt him. But that ain't... That ain't even what Drake do. Like, Drake respond to people's shit. Have Drake started any beefs? Like, people say something about Drake, yeah. and then Drake go after them. Like, it wouldn't fit his his personality and what he do, and it wouldn't help him. It just make him look like another one of the messy motherfuckers to come out and be like, okay, I just don't think Drake would do that, and I don't think it would help Drake's image. It would give him another beef, but Drake don't need beef to be up on top. He don't. He on top anyway. I just It just... It wouldn't benefit Drake. But again, if nothing else, it would be lateral and give more people shit to say about Drake. But He may it. feel like, again, because the fact that Kanye went on, I feel like Drake has said something to the effect of feeling like Kanye knew about the shit that Pusha T said in his diss track and blamed Kanye for the shit. Because if he does feel like Kanye gave Pusha T the father for that diss track, then he could feel like Kanye did start a beef with him. 
And this would be the response. I believe if Kanye did give him that shit, he would say he did it. Nah, I mean, right now he's trying to, he's all about peace and love and being out of the sunken place. I don't know. I feel like that would be contrary to what it is, the image he's trying to put out there now with all of this positivity. Well, well, that's why I think it's the image. I think he would lie. I think he would have to lie. He have to say I didn't do it to maintain the image that he got. It coincides with what he's trying to accomplish right now. So I don't think he would be honest and go against what he's trying to accomplish in terms of this peaceful shit that he got going Kanye on. Kanye or Drake? Kanye. He wouldn't come out and say he lied. What you mean? I don't think Kanye would. I think Kanye would. I don't think Kanye would tell the truth. I think Kanye would regardless say, I didn't tell Pusha T that shit. Oh, okay. I don't think Kanye would come out and say, well, yeah, I did tell Pusha T that shit, but this my wife. Like, <laughs> no, it, it would conflict with what he's trying to accomplish. And to be honest, I think Kanye would lie to accomplish what he's trying to accomplish. Oh, yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. You said that if you felt like if Kanye did say it, he would say he did, but he, no, he wouldn't. So he could have No, I, must, been... I said that wrong. Oh, okay. I said I don't think Kanye would say he did whether he did or not. Okay. I think he would say but that's no, what I, I didn't. Mean. So it's possible that he did, and Drake feel away about it. But either way, but if fake, if if Drake thought he did and felt away about it, then I don't think Drake at this point would be this passive about it. This is the point at which Drake would have already unreleased the diss track on your ass. You know what I'm saying? But would know. it be in his best interest to release a diss track saying that I fucked your wife? That's just he wouldn't do. I Drake wouldn't do that. And not only would Drake not do that. Jay Prince wouldn't let him. Now I don't know if you know about Jay Prince, but Jay Prince is the dude who discovered Drake. He didn't discover discover Drake, but it's some other people that discovered him, and uh, somebody figured that Jay, Jay Prince would be the best one to represent him. He's like uh, over rap a lot records, but he's the one who came out in the interviews and told Drake not to respond to, to push push the T, T after that, that second one because of that family shit. No, what, what I'm saying is that Jay Prince is the reason why Drake wouldn't come out and say I had sex with Kim. Like I said, if after Jay Prince saw this shit, I feel like he would call Drake and say, I don't know if you fucked the girl or not. I'm telling you, don't say shit about that shit. But that's what he already doing. Kanye's problem is that he's not saying nothing about it. Kanye wants him to say something, but what he wants him to say is that he didn't fuck her. Because Drake didn't say he did or he didn't. He just didn't respond. What I'm saying, I don't mean... That he would just continue doing what the fuck he been doing. But Kanye got a problem with that. Because he's crazy. And he's Over the still last in the seven place. eight years, Kanye been telling people and getting people to do shit that they ain't been doing. Because he been weird <laughs> he been weird he say he out of the sunken place he, ain't. he say he ain't medicated i feel like probably ain't shit changed shit the problem probably is that he ain't medicated <laughs> he probably needs to be but either way i mean i just i well, don't think either way i don't think jay prince will let drake do anything inflammatory to heighten any of this shit either way if if drake even would do it and i don't think drake would do it i just don't think he would kanye just at this point, I just feel like he needs to just, you know, find, first of all, find another cross to take up because social media, given given who you are and who your wife is and who your wife's family is, ain't nobody going to listen to that. How am I supposed to listen to you tell me, we, you know, like he's talking about likes need to be hidden on Instagram where you can't, you know, where you don't see the number of likes that you get so that you're not living by the likes. You're whole extended 
family does that. You're not a person to sit up here and say that. It's hypocritical and it's hilarious. Either way, either way, it's people who make money off of that. And Kanye, with as endless of resources as he got, ain't the one to be out here telling people who trying to get up on oh, this yeah. platform that people get up on. They do make money to off do of it. it. I saw an interview of a, I'm, I'm regret looking some of it, but this is a little white kid named Lil Blurry. And I was like, that already sounds stupid. I was like, what? What is this kid? But he looked, I'm. T- he looked like he 11, mm-hmm. and he was sitting on DJ Vlad couch. Now DJ Vlad interviewed a lot of crazy, weird rappers, but he the right he got popular is like he was just doing songs off of random beats, and he made a song and a a actual rapper commented on it, and it boosted him to 500,000 listens on SoundCloud, which translates to some money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. It, it's crazy. I don't know. I mean, all I'm saying is, motherfucker like Kanye West ain't going to understand what value this platform brings to people who come up off of it. And I, you can't be critical of a whole platform and how much it benefit a whole bunch of people. Because you are really, really, really sensitive about people saying stuff about your wife, who everybody has seen butt naked. <laughs> well, he was saying, oh, it it contributes to people committing suicide. And there are people who self-esteem is directly tied into the number of likes, how many people are looking at their pictures. His wife is one of those people. I really feel like her self-esteem is attached to that, which is why she does it so much. But I digress. Even with that being the case, Social media as a whole is not the issue. It's those because everybody that you I use social media and I don't pay attention to the number of likes and shit that I get. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Everybody that has Instagram or Snapchat, I don't even know how to use Snapchat. I don't have one, but I don't even know much about it. But not everybody who use who, who utilizes these platforms are so tied into it that they how they feel about themselves become impacted by it. But I, and I don't have a problem with you speaking out against you know some of the pitfalls of it somebody else though not him not when you have the family that you have like you you're not the person to talk about this you know kim kim constantly tries to break the internet as it were by posting these half-ass new pictures of herself still to this day she still do that shit so you as her husband can't come out here and tell these young girls they shouldn't be doing the shit that the bitch you married does and i don't say bitch in like just her just bitch in general like the how i use bitches but you married to somebody who does what you telling these girls not to do nigga how much of a problem do you really have with it you obviously all right with it because again it ain't just your wife it's her sister's all of them, with the exception, Kendall is the only one that I think her and uh, Courtney seem like they got a little bit of sense. They ain't out here like that. But Chloe, Kim, and Kylie—that's what. That's how they. That's why they are who they are. Instagram likes. Then that show, Kim got the show based off of some bullshit, Kanye. Like that's and, and you know Kanye that's fine that you know social media likes and all of this stuff leads to suicide rates but you know put out a video about what you've done to help these uh agencies for the community that help with suicide and things of that nature like show that you have an interest in these things outside of how it currently benefits you yep right now it it sounds like the pathway to him thinking suicide is relevant is that they talking about my wife 
My wife don't like them talking about her. I don't like them talking about her. And so it's social media, that's where they do it at. So uh, social media is bad and it leads to suicide. So you shouldn't talk about my wife. Like, I, you know, Kanye, Kanye got to be, he got to be, he got a lot to do and show people like me before I be like, okay, I hear you, Kanye. He got to show some of that shit. He got the resources too. He got the resources to show that he values some of this stuff more so than just being a talking point on his little videos. Kanye, Kim going to be forever linked to fucking Ray J on camera. I'm sorry. Like, I just feel like when you married her, that was something that you should have just came to Jesus with within yourself. That is forever going to be tied to her, especially when she keep putting new pictures out of herself and shit. That, like, it's just what it is. You marry her, you love her, and that's cool. That's fine. But you can't get mad at everybody else for saying shit they was already saying or thinking that they're going to stop saying shit that they were already saying because you married her. That's not how that works, player. Not how that works. Sorry. That's who she going to be. That is part of her legacy, unfortunately. Even with her doing what she did for Alice Jones and her, now she got a new person she's trying to help get out of prison, which I feel a whole other kind of way about that, but that's for another day. But even with her doing that, Kim Kardashian is known for fucking Ray J on camera. Like, that is a huge part of her legacy, bro. Sorry. Y'all both gonna have to just accept that shit. It's what it is. Okay. Uh, Wanda Smith, Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, Red Grant. Okay. Comedians. Comedians at each other's throats. Not really. If y'all don't know anything about what's going on, Cat Williams went to Wanda Smith's show. I don't even know what the show is named. I think it's a male uh, host on the show, too. Uh, They got into a spat back and forth. In that conversation, he roasted Wanda, basically. But in that conversation, Cat Williams brought up Kevin Hart. He brought up Tiffany Haddish. He brought up some other comedians. But he went really hard on Tiffany Haddish saying things like, you know, Tiffany Haddish has shown that she can do an hour of stand-up telling jokes back-to-back and make people laugh. And I don't have a problem with that because that is not easy. Being in a comedic movie or writing an hour show where people want to sit there for an hour and listen to you and laugh is two different things. So I don't have a problem with it. Well, that's just, I mean, that's just current Tiffany Haddish. But if you go back and YouTube Tiffany Haddish Laugh Factory, mm-hmm. she is in there all the time doing stand up. Now, she funny? I mean, she she's hit or miss like most comedians be. She ain't no like. I feel like when I watch Dave Chappelle, I'm laughing at something. Goddamn! <laughs> I feel like when I watch Cat Williams, I'm laughing at something. Yeah. Even when I look at Kevin, I'm laughing at something. You got to get to that level, like. Tiffany had, I don't know if she had that level, but she she's done stand-up. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I mean, at this point in her career, her big break came from getting those roles in movies, and why change the recipe of something that's working? So it's like, I'm not going to discount it. She has showed us that, but he went really, really hard not knowing if she's capable of it or not. But we're going to see, because she got two Netflix specials coming up, apparently. Or well, one Netflix special and one Showtime, maybe. I just, but then again, she did say that her special was going to be her bringing out other comedians. So uh, I don't know. 
if she really gonna even be do the stand up like that. But we gonna see. Maybe that's just her. Maybe that's not something she care to do. Maybe she don't like it. So I don't know what her, her situation gonna look like. But he went on to also say that uh, the reason Tiffany Haddish is you know advancing in her career is that she's willing to. Well, she's having sex with white men or marrying white men. Her ex-husband is white. I don't know if who she her never, ex-husband was. She said was. she never married him. She never married him? That's what she said. She never married. On, on the Breakfast Club interview, she said, I never married a white man. She said, a white man proposed to me, but she never. She said she never married a white man, so I don't really I just don't know. find her likable. I don't know if it's because she run her fucking mouth all the time, like like you can't do shit. Like Tiffany, that friend that you can't take with you nowhere, where you gonna be doing some 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 suspicious shit? Cause she gonna go around telling people. Like she just run. Up. I don't know. I just I don't think that's the case with Tiffany. Had I don't think she's the kind that's gonna go tell people. I think she's just the kind that's going to be a variable as to whether everybody have a good time or not. You know, based on how she interact with everybody. Uh, but I mean, I knowing knowing what her story is, I just look at I look at all her stuff as the self defense mechanisms that they are, that created who she is, including her comedy, including how open she is about shit. I just I know. just don't find her likable. I'm not. I just I like now Leslie years. Jones. I love Leslie. But so I'm, so let's let's just keep going. Um, so Breakfast Club interview comes out, and Cat Williams come out and be like okay well first off cat williams you fucked up all your opportunities you shouldn't have chose drugs kevin hart you said cat williams said twice kevin, <laughs> hart kevin hart was on came the breakfast out and club. said he was on the breakfast club with tiffany haddish wouldn't let tiffany haddish talk kept really kind of invalidating tiffany haddish's ability to potentially defend herself about the situation he was just gung-ho about you know clearing everything up he said, you know, you fucked up your opportunities. You chose drugs. You were that guy. Hollywood chose you, but you didn't take your craft seriously. Um, roasted him a whole bunch. Gave him some compliments. Said, you laugh. I'm a fan. You know, I'm, I'm fun. And then just kept talking shit about him. Um, he just won an Emmy. <laughs> I mean, he, even with him, the road that he's taking and him doing what he did, this nigga just won an Emmy for like uh, one appearance on the show. Was it for um Atlanta? I guess so. He was on that was brief as fuck. He won an Emmy behind it. <laughs> he was on the first episode. Was it the first episode of Atlanta? Second season? I think it was the first episode. That was brief as shit. So I mean, his career obviously ain't hurting. It just ain't what Kevin Hart is doing currently. I mean, and he don't seem to be upset about it. And um, Kevin talked a lot of shit though. And so what 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 came out of that is we had uh, no response from Kevin Hart, but or from Cat Williams. Damn, I keep getting these names. <laughs> but Leslie Jones came out roasting them like she basically said, "Both of y'all get my name out your fucking mouth." Because Kevin Hart bought her, her up up. one of them, one of them interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, Red Grant came out. Now you probably don't know who Red Grant. Is unless you watch Comic View back when you was sixteen, when Comic View was out and he was young. Oh you yeah, know. he older now. But he was pretty much saying, you know, 
I like Kevin Hart. We cool, you know. This this little Kevin, everybody, little brother out there on the comic, you know, thing. He did his thing. Cat Williams is my ride or die. He brought me to this radio station this morning because I asked him to, and uh, he basically was the thing he was critical about Kevin Hart was this dick slinging that you that you doing though about this comedy shit. Like it gotta go, and I kind of feel that. Oh yeah, like it. Kevin Hart, like, he is just throwing all his accolades mm-hmm. everywhere, every time he goes somewhere. Yep. I'm creating opportunities. This is what I'm doing. Nobody's been close. I'm the closest that anybody ever been to getting the Eddie Murphy's, you know, raw or delirious. And then he called out all the Cat Williams shit like, you know, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. And I'm like, I mean, it's also okay to call those things out, but like, I understood what Red was saying. Kevin Hart just has seemed to gotten really, really cocky oh, yeah. in his success. Mm-hmm. And this started making me think about comedians in a particular way because, you know, they got that joke where it's like uh, this man goes to the doctor to try to, uh, and he's really sad, depressed. He just all kind of fucked up. And, you know, the the clown asked the doctor, is there any suggestions for me to get over all this fucking sadness? And he was like, you need to go see Wiggles the Clown tonight. He's in town. And then the, the man say, Doc, I am fucking Wiggles the Clown. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really made me look at how comedians, when you're not seeing a comedian make you laugh, and when you're seeing them having their own issues, it, make, it made me realize something really particular. I think comedians are really, really good at a whole bunch of shit. Like, I think that good comedians, one, have a very strong hold on language mm-hmm. and vocabulary, you know. Then they have a very strong understanding of social context. Mm-hmm. Then they have a very strong understanding of how to allocate that to us in a way that manipulates our thought to where we laughing and we it just made me realize that like i think comedians are just fucking amazing at the shit that they do because it is multifaceted you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but that's what makes it so hard to see all the beefing going on with with the comedians that shit is i don't know man it's disheartening man supposed to be making me laugh bruh but that's also like the essence of that uh Black Dynamite episode that had Richard Pryor in it? Or was that Boondocks? <laughs> that was a two baffling different things. No, nah, they were both animated by the same person. Black Dynamite cartoon came out. I think Aaron Magruder had something to do with the Black Dynamite cartoon. Oh, you talking about, okay. I thought you were talking about, isn't there a movie called Black Dynamite? Yes. That's what I thought you were talking from about. The, okay. Did you ever see any of Black Dynamite? I didn't know it was Well, a I show. think it was Black Dynamite. They had an episode where I think Black Dynamite was like protecting Richard Pryor and Richard Pryor like had the answers to the universe and he was saying them, but everybody just was laughing because they thought it was jokes. Uh, like nobody wouldn't take him seriously at all mm-hmm. because of that. But I mean, uh, that's what seeing this situation, like, it's like they got serious shit, but like at the end of the day, we still want to laugh. Like, like Charlemagne them on the breakfast club was like they was trying to get laughs out of the shit like at the end of the day they was just they trying to laugh with everybody mm-hmm. um, but Red also called out Charlemagne for saying I know you fuck with Cat or William or Kevin Hart more than you fuck with Cat Williams so like some of the shit you were saying 
to him was just like inflammatory, trying to make shit worse. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It, I don't know. I just, it's crazy. See the human side of comedians. Is, like the last I time I saw this person, they was making me laugh, but how are we supposed to look at their personal life? But I feel like most comedians, I feel like they're kind of like therapists. Like people, usually the people that are therapists have had their own shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Like they all have, you know, and I, my clients sometimes I have to tell this because they, they feel like because you do this job that you have all the answers and that you, everything is together. And it's like, I do this job because I'm just as fucked up as you are. I feel like it's the same. Most comedians, it comes from a place of them just trying to turn some fucked up shit into Like, Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, both were joned on a lot because of their height. Lil Duval is the same way. Like, it, it, it comes from them trying to find a way to survive, like, a situation, and they find out that they're funny, and they have a command of the language, and they are able to make people laugh. And so it turns that negative into a situation, into something good, and it's a way that they get to be known. So... They personal life, I mean, I don't know that it's just because they have something serious going on in their personal life, it doesn't make me think poorly of them comedically. I, because I feel like that's where that's where the fire comes from. It's from those personal experiences. It's, that's who makes them who they are. So, I mean, comedy can start off as a defense mechanism and turn into a career. So, their personal life is their personal life. And a lot of them use that in their fucking shows. <laughs> but I don't, like I said, I don't know why seeing all of this interaction between all of these comedians is just making me realize how how calculated they are at their craft. Because to, to be a nigga that's like sad, to be as calculated as they are at the craft and to not get as much respect as it takes to accomplish what they accomplish because people don't think what they do is seriously Mm -hmm. serious. Kevin Hart got $40 million for two Netflix specials. That shit serious as fuck to some pockets. Mm -hmm. Shit. What time are we? It's like almost 530. We got 10 minutes. Okay. Um, what else do I have? Uh, oh, that was the Kanye thing. <laughs> um, the only other thing. Oh, I... reparation, r- reparation Emmys. Okay. Um, Michael Shea hosted the Emmys, but he also decided to do the reparation Emmys, where he gave Emmys to some of the notable black actors who never received an Emmy for their roles, um, like Jimmy Walker. Listen, watch it. It's really Talking funny. about it ain't gonna do no justice. Just go watch the reparation Emmys. It's like two, two and a half, three minute long video. Yeah, Marla Gibbs, Kadeem Harris, Hardison, Jaleel White. So, people that have paid some of your favorite characters and never got an Emmy for it, he went and gave them what he called reparation um, Emmys. Pops was the funniest one. <laughs> I don't Pop. want no reparation Emmy. <laughs> Pops is funny. Reparations He's ain't funny no. Generally. He is. So that was funny. And I thought that was cool that he he did that. Uh, Because there are so many folks that have played the shit out of some roles that are iconic, that people know them for, that they never won awards for, which is crazy to me. But, again, that just goes to show how 
racism play, plays a hand in a whole lot of shit because the people he gave those awards to, their roles are iconic. Like, you know who Steve Urkel is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know who J.J. Uh, like, you know who these people are. And they are far removed from them roles at this point, but everybody still knows them. So. Yeah. Well, I ain't got nothing else. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we ain't got no time. All right. I'll, um, it's not really time stamp, so I'll talk about some of them next week, maybe. Okay. Um, but you got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.